Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Sumawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Regan Parker from Grant Thornton, Australia, join us. Regan, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Absolutely, Sean. It's great to be here. So my name is Regan Barker. I am the head of sales and sales enablement here at Grant Thornton Australia Limited. A part of my role is to work closely with the business on their sales activity and sales coaching. Grant Thornton is an accounting audit and consulting firm. We have six offices across our beautiful nation, seven service lines. We sell over a hundred products and services across our 11 industry specializations with about 170 partners and 1,300 people. Thank you for joining us. We're excited to have a guest on the podcast from our Australia area and region. Now, one area of expertise for you is coaching. I'd love to start there and understand why is sales coaching so important? Yeah, great question. I think for particularly working in professional services, slightly different to more product-based businesses, is our partners are the owners of the business, but they're also the experts. They're actually the product. So for me, coaching and and advising our 170-odd partners is is pivotal. You know, in Australia, we have an ever-changing landscape across business regulation and, and market pressure. So we need to ensure that our partners and our people have the confidence to, you know, cut through noise and really provide uh, essential insights around business operations, regulatory change, and emerging issues for those businesses uh, and, and senior leaders to make sound business decisions. So helping our partners in their activity helps them be more efficient as well as to be able to uh, make sure that they're talking to the right people around the right insights as well. Absolutely. And what from your perspective, are some of the key components of an effective coaching program, especially in today's sales landscape? So I think for effective coaching, it's really about meeting people where they are, where most sales programs are based to support sales operators, that our partners are, you know, the owner's service providers, they're the team leaders, they have to you know, run the billing, run the client programs, absolutely everything. So our effective coaching has to be integrated as a part of their everyday to make sure that it's effective and efficient. So when I say meeting people where they are, really about understanding their business, how it operates, what the sales cycles are, whether it's heavily compliance-driven and you'll be advising an organisation and their CFO, for example, on a regular basis uh, or cyclical basis versus some of our financial advisory uh, experts that is heavily transactional. So meeting them where they are, both in um, how they operate, but also in terms of their own capability as well, you know, some of which are 
are extremely effective sales operators. Others may be, you know, more introverted. So it's it's really about giving them the confidence. And one of the pieces that we try to focus on is just focus on one skill or development area at a time. Fine tune that, making sure we find our efficiencies. And then as they build that confidence and capability, then we move on to the next area uh, to help fine tune, you know, something, something else, another skill. I think those are absolutely key components to effective coaching programs. And then in terms of how you think about what good looks like, in your experience, what does good coaching look like? And in other words, what does it take to be an effective sales coach? Yeah, that's a really great a great question. So I think the most powerful tool you can have is to also be a practitioner. Uh, in professional services, obviously, I'm not going to be a tax expert. I'm not going to be an auditor. But what I am is an expert around sales. So a key thing that I've adopted here is in the last financial year, I took over inbound sales and really developed that channel out. Everything that I coach on, I test and I use as a part of our inbound sales program as well. And that's led to great success. It's mean, uh, it means that you know, we frequently on a daily basis run alongside our, our partners in a, in a framework that I like to call coach to close, working with the client, working with the partner and ensuring that the, the tactics and communications, the cadence, our, our tools are all adopted as a part of those sales opportunities because we can then give them to the partner and they can use it in other opportunities that, that they're working on. Uh, what we've seen in terms of our adoption of inbound sales as well as sales enablement means that we've actually increased our revenue by that channel by over 93% in comparison to the previous year. And we've actually qualified and won more opportunities from it as well. So our median opportunity fee has increased um, exponentially as well. With that, it means that we can give our partners practical tips to adopt within within their sales programs rather than, I guess, the more high-level traditional coaching that has occurred in the past within professional services. That is fan- fantastic advice in terms of what good looks like. On the flip side, a common challenge when it comes to sales coaching is ensuring that sellers and sales managers are able to make the time for it. And it feels like productivity and staying on top of quite a few things is it's definitely a challenge for folks these days. How do you get buy-in from the sales team and sales leadership to lean into coaching? Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of the challenges for us is is again because professional services, you know, the partners are everything that there is a power behind what we call the billable hour. You know, there ha- there has to be enough time in the day for partners to be able to bill uh, and provide services to their clients as well as sell. So I think there's a few pieces to this. Um, you know, one, we're not going to be able to influence every uh, partner across the firm. That Some of them are already great operators. So really it's about working with the people that want to work with us as well you know, really focusing on from their perspective, um, uh, tapping into their growth mindset and their willingness to learn. And and more on the flip side for us is it's about integrating it into partners every day. So, 
you know, we try to integrate our sales coaching uh, into our pipeline meetings, everything from, you know, our inbound sales, everything from our outbound prospecting, working with um, across, you know, top, middle and bottom of funnel with our marketing teams and and then making sure that we support them across um, as many interactions as possible rather than only focusing on, on carving out time for that one-to-one coaching. I think that is a great way to go ahead and get buy-in from the leadership organization. How can coaching help sellers better engage their clients and, and, and deepen those client relationships? Oh, this is probably my, my favorite question. Uh, I think that, you know, any good sales tool or anything that you can have in your arsenal will help you be a better provider to your existing clients. You know, take a question, a questioning, for example. Uh, we try to create a framework to ensure that we cover not just uh, current questions, but say future and, and past questions to ensure that we can get the most information and the most effective information to help support um, our prospective clients, but also our, our current clients. So even to adopt those components will help be able to ensure that we get accurate scoping um, with our existing clients and making sure that we're delivering on, on our promises as well. I'd love to hear that. Last question for you, Regan. What are your best practices for measuring the impact of coaching? Yeah, for us, look, we measure a a few um, components really around everything from uh, the usability and adoption of our CRM. We obviously look at uh, the bottom line. So, you know, in a partnership, it is individual partner revenue, um, service line revenue, so whether they're in, in tax, consulting, financial advisory, the average days to close opportunities, and obviously that would be dependent on the service line and, and the products in which we're offering. One of our key focuses, however, at the moment is around client mix. So making sure that, you know, when we are winning work, are we winning work with the right type of client that we want to work with because you know there's obviously a measure of given its services there has to be a level of profitability as well and also we want to work with with great clients that also want to work with us and then from say your earlier stage sales it's around outreach activity number of opportunities created um, also that cross collaboration between partners and service lines so really looking to focus on introductions given, whether it's across our firm, but then also our friends in other professional services like like banking and law, for example, and then the overall engagement, particularly through, say, MPS uh, scores as well, because we want to make sure that while we're growing as a firm, we really focus on delivering against, you know, the objectives of, of our clients as well. I love that. Regan, again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I appreciate it. I thank you. It was uh, great to be here. I really appreciate it. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.